Blog Talk Radio. Yowza, yowza. I'm just doing that because I didn't hear your voice, my friend. Yeah, well, I hit, I'm hitting the intro here and it's not playing. But whatever. I guess we're 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 on and going. So, uh, welcome to the Saturday Sunday Night Roundtable of uh, Wide Man Can't Jump minus Nate Bush, who should be with us in shortly. And uh, I guess we'll start off with the uh, selection show. What a wonderful thing! Yeah, uh, our our third musketeer. Nathan Bush from West Virginia must have got some daylight savings time messed up. Now, actually, he's uh, tending to business with his uh, uh, fiance, which we can't fault him about because, you know, Not he's all. an expectant father, and we respect that. So our format's kind of switched. I was kind of pumped up to jump into WWE Fastlane. We will do that in a matter of uh, probably – 45 minutes to an hour, but uh, equally important considering our our flagship show is about basketball, uh, the NCAA tournament selection or surrection for you Asians. <laughs> anyway, um, the selection uh, was done today for the uh, NCAA tournament, and um, Tim, take it away. Well... Uh, a couple of a couple of surprises. Uh, nothing big in the uh, number one seeds like normal. Uh, Virginia, Villanova, Xavier, and uh, Kansas pulling off the one seeds. So I don't think that was anything that no surprises there for anybody. Uh, the one I keep hearing about, and I don't know what your opinion is, is that uh, Oklahoma with a number ten. Yeah. I- I cringed, and, um, and, OSU, I, and OSU doesn't make the doesn't make the field at all. That's the head yeah, I, here from more. I cringed at that. Eighteen and thirteen, Oklahoma with a uh, you know leading scorer and leading assist man early on, and the next Steph Curry, et cetera, et cetera, and Trey Young. I saw them dismantle as the season went by. I didn't watch as closely as usual. I tried to watch towards the end, and I think it was you and Nate. Maybe it was on air on our last show that we did. Um, I said, oh, well, um, I guess they're out when they lost to Okie State. And um, as one, uh, it wasn't um, Jay Billis. It was somebody else. It was one expert. One of those guys said, I think it was John Thompson after it was announced. He said, uh don't forget it's a business and it's all about entertainment, which unfortunately the whole world runs about money and uh, ratings and oh, so definitely. forth. And, yeah, there was a lot of talk. You know, about, they got the um, nod over several um, teams that probably. Yeah, there was a lot of talk about uh, small conference schools uh, not getting the nod over the big programs, even though a lot of the teams in the big programs and the big conferences really aren't all that good. I believe we've got Nate with us at this point. Yo. 
There we are. Hey, Who's man, it? you made it. Ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. So what this are you This is going to uh, be our normal. On the... What is it? We got to work on this Bring three-way show. It's kind of like a, a clusterfuck of Whoever Star Wars. Whoever wants to take though. the lead can take the lead. It doesn't matter. I got the stuff in front of me, but if... Nate wants to take it. That's fine. Doesn't matter to me. Oh, dude, I listen. Did Middle Tennessee State make it? And I, I haven't even had a chance to look at the bracket. Oh, okay. I've got. I I've just got watched. To, uh, I'm not sure. Literally, uh, I watched and saw where West Virginia was, and I saw where Marshall was, and saw who the ones were, and then I just um, I don't. Let it go I after don't that. believe so. I I don't see them here. I'm going to go with no. That's a damn trap. That's a damn miscarriage. Of well, that was what we were just talking about. There was a lot of talk that a lot of three or four small conference teams got hosed over the money well, uh, programs. Oklahoma, Oklahoma State missed out um, mainly because they're a better team than Oklahoma, but they don't have a guy named Trey Young. Uh, that's why Oklahoma made it. Oklahoma's in because they have Trey Young. They have – they're, Oklahoma generates ratings. They're a big-time school with a lot of big-time fans all over, and Trey Young is supposed to be the best player in the country right now, even though he hasn't played like it since he ran into Javon Carter in Morgantown. Since then, he's struggled. Um, Oklahoma State is, on paper, to me, the better team, and on the floor, they're the better team. Oklahoma State actually picked up some big 12 wins that were very impressive. And Middle Tennessee State, to me, was better than both of them. I thought Middle Tennessee should have got in the, over both. Okay. And the other, the other biggie was Syracuse. Yeah, that, that was, was another one that me. nobody could quite figure out. You know, yeah, Syracuse. I that out at all. Syracuse has a Good history job. of getting in when they've underachieved as a program, and much like I think is going to happen with Oklahoma. Uh, both of those squads are going to take this as billboard material, as they say. And let's face it, Oklahoma was potentially top five. I think they actually were top five, but they were uh, they were thought of they were. When they as came top into, five when at one point Morgan, this season. When they came into Morgantown, they were, I think, ranked uh, fifth. So I think that was the yeah. size they got. Now, they have – talent other than Trey Young, who's been semi-exposed. He's, in my opinion, not a top ten pick by any means, unless you're forecasting four or five years down the road in the NBA, but I don't want to get off topic because that's our Wednesday show. Um, Sarah, back well, to we Syracuse. We got plenty to talk about Wednesday. <laughs> yeah, sure. But back to Syracuse. Um my they got in. Also, Syracuse, Syracuse does have to win a game yet, too, because they're in that silly – they're playing Arizona State in the uh, – whatever the hell that's right called. Right-in game. The two, yes. The right-in game. TCU. Yeah. yeah, so they're not they're not necessarily going to go far. They might be gone before they get started. I mean – You know, I'll, if Sar- – Go ahead. If me. Syracuse – I'm sorry. If Syracuse is able to beat uh, Arizona State – I honestly think they will give TCU fits because TCU is so hit or miss, and they're missing their guy. Uh, I forget his name. Uh, f- I'm sorry, folks. I don't know his name. He, Scott he, Bednarski. Remember, he is, 
Yeah, yeah. They're missing him. Look at that pull. And Does it, that's no, that's a bullshit to, pull. Neither of you recognize that name? No, I don't no, know who that I is. don't. I'm almost sure that was the college that the son of Ivan Putski, also known as Scott Putski, a.k.a. Scott Bednarski, played college football. But anyway, go ahead. I never would have got that, but, uh, but well done. You remember, he is the um, the only African-American albino that I've ever seen for TCU. He um, He's their best player. And without him, they are a lost cause. Um, so the actor for, from the movie Powder plays for TCU. <laughs> I may have gotten a year older, TR, but that doesn't mean I was able to go back and watch all the movies that you recommend. Yeah, the only... <laughs> The only two names I can find for players for TCU are Vladimir Brodsnowski and Kenrick, Kenrick Williams. That's the two I names they've got in the, the uh, in the info section of what you should care about their team, so I don't know. That sounds like well, a great anyways. buddy cop film. Well, you see, he, the dude I'm talking about is out. He, he's been out the entire season, and I think TCU drastically overachieves at home. But on a neutral side or on the road, they'll struggle. Um, I fi- just I want to interject. I fired people up about Fastlane. Do we want to do our NCAA now since we're all three here? Or do we want to do Fastlane? Well, I figured. I thought we were just going to shoot the poop about uh, the sixty-four, and then because uh, you can go fill out your bracket on our on our uh, wide men can't jump. ESPN bracket yeah. collection thing. Yeah, go to the tournament challenge on ESPN and search Wide Men Can't Jump. Also check uh, Twitter, check Facebook. You can check. Uh, we'll have everything posted to where you can get on and link uh, link yourself and get in our free bracket pool. And uh, we've already got. A, I think there's at least five of us in there already. That was our. Yeah, there's five there already. And, uh, yeah, that's okay. the combined weight of us. Four. That's the combined weight of us three, though. Is there any real people? Yeah, I know of a couple people. Yeah, because you're there. not you're not in there yet, and there's only Nate and I, so that makes three real people. Oh yeah, because uh, I probably I probably can't hook up, hook up through there because I'm so 1970 technologically. But go ahead. <laughs> we all hold. I know someone Nick, Nick. will hold your hand and do it with you. I know Nick Hoff and Adam Ball are two listeners that we have that are in there. Um, Good for them. I love uh, them dudes. They'll be in. So, um, yeah, yeah time, we'll, uh, but we'll have uh, plenty, of, plenty of spots open. And you got until, I believe, because we don't do the playing games, you got until Thursday when the tournament tips off. So, make sure you get in our pool. Yes. Okay, well, what what else do I have from that that was interesting? Yeah. Well, I mean, I can I can I can go uh, a little further on the Oklahoma Syracuse thing. I think that uh, Syracuse, when they were doubted before, Bayheim's such a strong coach and such a strong history and program and whatnot. They've been there before. They've probably got some seniors on the team. I don't know for a fact. I should on a on a on, you know worldwide podcast. I should have did a little more homework, but quite a busy day. Um, but I imagine they've had people that have been there, done that, and 
once they're in, they turn up the intensity, and the other team is generally intimidated by Syracuse. So they will win their right-in game and likely win the first round. And I, I, will, I, I would like us to go down to brackets and kind of get our three picks um, and then uh, well, set the, the tone for other people. I can people. give you the brackets you can, if everybody just wants to throw out who, they, who they're picking to win. That's what you want to do? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think, um, you know, every year 5-12 has, like, weird upsets. And yeah, there is a QP we want to yak about. That's right. You're right. Un- unfortunately, uh, Nate's team is in the dreaded five spot against a good oh, 12 they drew the ga- They drew the game, the team of death. Yeah, but I don't I'm think they're worried. the one that's going down. I'm not worried about them. I really think – I really think the bracket that West Virginia got was a good pull for them. Um, they looked great in the Big 12 tournament. Like, they looked fantastic. With Dexter Miles finally coming on late, I think uh, West Virginia's got a shot. And if they run into Villanova and they're hot, I'm telling you, boys, they can beat anybody on any given night. Yeah, that's the beauty of the 64, right? There's not really a whole lot of – there's not really Gumbrella. a whole lot of front runners. Mr. Okay, well, why don't I, uh, uh, I have a question. Was that really necessary of Mr. Bush to come right to the Philly team and spank you like that? You yeah, give was that over a smack right from the get-go. Well, he is right. Mr. Bush, you know. What the? Really what is that all about? about? Well, you know, well, guys got. Roll in and beat you know the Philly team, just like you know. I mean, Wednesday, I'm surprised we'll that he on Wednesday Minnesota is going to roll into Philly and get one back on the 24th. But we won't talk about that either. Christ! Wow, fucking belligerent you tonight. Better, Bob Huggins and them better worry about Murray Abrams first. I'll be honest, <laughs> I like I'm nervous about that game. That'll be a game I'm on the edge of my seat watching, but. uh I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be fun to watch, but I think West Virginia gets the job done. In my part I mean, of the world, this is going to sound that's wrestling speak for losing. To, that he isn't complaining because Virginia Tech and West Virginia and Marshall are all in the same bracket. I'm I'm surprised he didn't demand that a Virginia team be the number one seed in three of the in all four, and that way one was guaranteed to get there. I don't think Virginia right. Tech wins. I, I think they lose well, to Alabama. Instead of this. Instead of this jibber jabber, I will let's give go you right down starting, the bracket. I will give you starting in the south. Well, hold on. Hold Are on. you ready? Before we, before we go there, before we go there, guys, I just want to ask: Are you guys sick and tired of getting the runaround when you ask for a payout? A payout of what course? What are you well, speaking? Here's of? what I'm saying: March Madness is here. And it's time to lay down some money and score big on college hoops. Because you can join my bookie today. I would only recommend a service that's been good to me and our listeners, and that's why I urge you to make your way to my bookie. You win, they pay fast and without hassles. You're wasting your time betting anywhere else. And they even have in-game live betting. You can place a bet after tip-off. You play, you pay, 
or you play, you win, you get paid, visit MyBookie today. Use promo code WIDEMEN for our show, Wide Men Can't Jump, and you can save up to 10%. When you, or excuse me, you can, they will match your first deposit up to 50% with a bonus. And you can even enter for a chance to win their million-dollar bracket challenge. So join my bookie well, today. Use promo code Wide Men before you fill out your bracket. Well, that's that's there we go. Guys. Com, yeah, that's what I was going to ask. Mybookie.ag is the site. Mybookie.ag. They are a sponsor of ours. They have been in the past, and I wanted to Beautiful. get that out there on our tournament show. Since we're doing the NCAA right. tournament, my bookie is hooking us up, so use our promo code. Woo, cable might be coming back soon, Mama. <laughs> Bye, Sorry, I didn't give you guys a heads up on that, but I wanted to go ahead and get that while we well got done, started Jeremy. early here. All right. To the south. Now, bracket. To the south, we have number one, Virginia, against number 16, UMBC. Hold on, let's uh, let's make an order, Tim. You're you're running this show, Timmy. Um, you go, Tim, Nate, Tom, Tim, Tom, Nate. I don't care how you do it that way. Whoever wants to go. Well, you're running it. Make we shall it. we shall do it alphabetically. Nate Bush. Okay, who was what was the first matchup? Virginia and who? And I have to be honest, I don't know who UMBC is. Well, I'll tell you who they are. They're the team that's going to lose to Virginia, so I'm taking Virginia. That would be correct. That, alphabetically, that, I'm, ne- that, I'm next. That, that would that would be Virginia. Yeah. Okay. Well, I can tell you who the opponent is. That's a homeless African American outside of Thirty Rock telling Jimmy uh, Fallon when he wants directions. UNBC. <laughs> Anyway, I can give you one little bit of help. Apparently, they are the UMBC Retrievers. <laughs> don't don't egg me on. If Let not. me just take Virginia. <laughs> All right, so it's a Virgi- Virginia and Iran. Um, then we got the eight nine spot. We got uh, Creighton at eight versus Kansas State at number nine. Always a tough game. I'm glad I'm not picking first. The 8-9 matchups are really interesting, uh, but I know the Big 12, and I know it pretty well, and I've watched Kansas State quite a bit, and they're coming in to the tournament, and the NCAA tournament has a way of biting the Big 12 in the ass, so I'm taking Creighton. Yeah, I'm going to have to agree with you on that one. Uh, uh, I like their uh, – yeah, I don't know. On paper, they look better. I don't know that much about Creighton, to be honest, but looking at their games against uh, the top 25, et cetera, et cetera, I'm leaning towards Creighton, too. Tom. Well, Doug McDermott is not with Creighton anymore. Therefore, I will go with the alma mater of Michael Beasley, Kansas State. You heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. All right, here's one I find interesting. I wish and I wish we had Travis Heckle on the show for some commentary. Number five, Kentucky at number twelve, Davidson. 
Kentucky's on fire. I'm going Kentucky. Sorry, Cinderella Davidson. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna go against the grain. Uh, uh, this is one of my five twelve upsets. Uh, Davidson, Kentucky too young, can't keep up. Davidson throws up threes like this is the only shot they know how to take. I'm gonna take Davidson. You know what? Um, I think uh, I I I plug my phone in, but it should be noted if it wasn't that Davidson is Steph Curry's alma mater. But Steph Curry is no longer there, so they're not going to win. Fair enough. Uh, <laughs> next up, we've got uh, 4-13, Arizona against Buffalo. This is an interesting one for me. Um, but Arizona is pretty much money through the first two rounds normally, so I'm going to take Arizona. Um, if the matchup was different, maybe I'd take the underdog, but i got to go Arizona with this one. Yeah, I, I looked at – I didn't know much about Buffalo, so I, I looked at the they, – they have played nobody and beaten nobody, so I'm going to have to uh, go for Arizona. Well, I'm sorry to disappoint the last three girls I slept with because they resemble buffaloes. But Mr. Seven Foot, number one overall pick, likely, and center of the recruiting uh, wiretapping, Mr. Aiden Aiton, whichever you prefer to say, and Sean Miller will advance. Arizona. There we go. Uh, the six eleven spot. Number six Miami against number eleven Loyola Chicago. I'm gonna go with our Miami Heat resident who called in early in the year and said a team you want to keep an eye on this year is Miami. And I've kept an eye on them and they've looked good this season. Um you know, I think they caught a bad break in the conference tournament there. Uh, I'm going with Miami. Yeah, Miami was uh, – uh, they had a win against North Carolina. Uh, they held Virginia to under 10, uh, lost to Duke by under 10. So they got a little something going on there. They'll they'll handle uh, – they'll, they'll advance. I think they're better than a six myself. Don't get awesome. crazy. Uh, the gentleman was named Dave Flaherty, and yeah. he's also the same guy who, when I asked him, he jokingly said on my machine, I hope jokingly, I'm not going to be on the same show with that tranny. Uh, anyway, um, he, he did tell us about Miami early on. They have great guards. Uh, they have resilience. They played a good game. I think they played North Carolina, if I'm not mistaken, recently. Um, somebody they played a damn good game against a damn good team. And uh, they're playing Loyola from Chicago. And, you know, I, I'm starting to dislike all things Chicago because of that big-nosed Jew bastard that keeps talking shit on uh, all kinds of forums about me. So down with Chicago and up with Miami. All right. 
then we've got uh, number three, Tennessee, at number 14, Wright State. Tony Basilio, this one's for you. Go Vol, Tennessee. Yeah, I, I can't see any way, shape, or form that that doesn't go Tennessee's way. Uh, I want to pick an upset. Um, there's plenty of room for upset, TR. <laughs> I, I know. I'm going to upset a lot of people right so I don't have to pick them. Tony Basilio is a great friend, and John McAdams evolves a uh, crazy nut. Um, Tennessee is a good basketball team. Wright State, there's always a 13 that sneaks in there. I'll take Tennessee reluctantly. All right. Now we got one of those ones that was a, was a bit of a bitch fest when it was announced. Number seven, Nevada. Against number ten Texas, the bitch fest being, of course, that Texas is nineteen and fourteen and shouldn't be in the tournament at all. Just saying, Nate Bush. Well, again, Texas played very inspired basketball against my Mountaineers, uh, but that was at Texas, and they were playing for what people saw would be a berth in the tournament. Uh, Big 12 teams, again, have a history of really letting people down in the tournament. They seem to do it a lot because Big 12 is a more physical style of play. <clears throat> I'm going to reluctantly take Nevada, but Texas next year is going to be a pain for anybody that has to play them. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm also taking Nevada. Um, Texas lost to Duke, lost to Kansas twice, lost to Michigan. Lost twice to Texas Tech. Like, they've done a lot of losing. I just can't see. Yeah. I, I take Nevada. Put my money on Nevada. Okay. Your mamba. Wait, why did I say that? Your mamba to Nevada Savage? No. Because Texas hurt center is legitimately, in my opinion, the best prospect to the NBA, and his name is Mo Bamba. Excuse me, I, I confused yes, the two. Yes, you are correct. Mohamed Bamba. That is correct. I watched him in the McDonald's All-American All game. You'd figure a guy with that name would be like a Joel Embiid like a, from another country or whatever. He's very intelligent, very articulate, speaks multiple languages is a shot blocking machine and he will be healthy for the tournament Nevada actually from what I understand I haven't seen them play is on a very hot streak so that's not a bad pick by you guys but I'm going to go against you and take Texas well, there you go yeah, alright I mean, then they... we got uh, number what's that I said to me that game's a coin flip it can go multiple ways Possible. Um, okay, then we got to wrap up that bracket. Number two, Cincinnati against number 15, Georgia State. To me, a team that deserves all the praise they're getting and more, Cincinnati over Georgia State, no question. Yeah, you you look at that 30, or 30 and 4 there, you can't really. 
that's pretty hard to argue. And I don't have to be honest. I don't know anything about Georgia State, so I'll have to go with. Uh, I'll have to trust the committee on this one. Well, I'm going to confuse the shit out of Nate here, but Tim will get it. Johnny Fever is in the house. And Johnny Fever. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> before your time, Nate, there was a sitcom called WKRP in Cincinnati. And, of course, Cincinnati will win that game. Uh, courtesy of the lovely Lonnie Anderson. Absolutely. There you go. Or absolution with Mandy fucking yeah. Rose. Ba-boom. Google it if you need to know. All right, uh, moving to the east. We have uh, number one, Villanova, versus the uh, write-in, and I'm not even sure who one of the write-ins in. One is Radford, and I'm, I'm not even sure who the other one is. LIU, I don't that, know who that is. So. That is uh, LIU Brooklyn. Okay, well, that would be why I don't know. Well, no, where is And it isn't going to matter you because won't need to know be, you won't need to know because Villanova wins. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, right. There hasn't been a one one sixteen defeat yet, and there ain't going to be this year either. That's uh, Villanova, short of there being a team accident on the bus before the game starts. Because Nova one sixteen says so, and that's the bottom line. Stone Cold is in the house. So I take it you're picking Villanova. What? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I should have done broken glass on. All right. Um, okay. Uh, number and the eight nine matchup is Virginia Tech against Alabama. I like Virginia Alabama, Tech. another Alabama. team with a record that suggests they shouldn't be there. Their record may say it, but, man, they have got a spark with their – I don't even remember his name, but their best player I is, do. Uh, what's his name, TR? I'm not giving it up to you. Who are you picking? I'm taking Alabama to upset Virginia. I, th- I think that's an upset. Virginia Tech got upset by Notre Dame. In the tournament, it's a game they should have won. It. Nate, I'll let you continue after this. His name is Colin Sexton. Yes, that's it, Colin Sexton. Uh, that dude's going to be the difference in the game. Colin Sexton's going to have a big game in Virginia Tech. They uh, are a good team, but they've struggled in the past few weeks, so I'm going Alabama. It's all about getting hot at the right time. Okay, and then I will I will share this little tidbit with you. Colin Sexton might be a scoring machine. But Alabama's best defender has a concussion and is probably not going to play. So I'm going to go with Virginia Tech. Can I change my pick? (laughs) (laughs) Not now. You're on record, uh, brother, brother. Yeah, too late now. So we got one and one, huh? Yeah, so bust bust that tie, TR. Well, Alabama is one of my favorite musical acts. In the history of time, Randy Owen. Randy Owen on Mid South Wrestling was with the American Dream. Dusty Rhodes playing a celebrity softball game. You can find that tape somewhere, probably in my collection. 
Um, but seriously, uh, Alabama University is coming off a national championship football win. Their momentum on campus with the sensational freshman, Colin Sexton, will definitely advance through the first round. I take Alabama. Well, there you go. Tom Robinson, expert. And I don't say that smartly. Uh, Okay, here's the game we want to talk about. Number five, West Virginia versus number 12, Murray State. We all know what Nate's going to say, but go ahead, Nate. You have to ask West Virginia, man. West Virginia, go Mountaineers. First off, I, I, I have to say I had to look up West Virginia. I wasn't quite sure who they were. Hardy hard. Nobody? Nobody? No one? Um, You're going to know. Yeah, I'm I sorry. I, I thought you were talking about personnel. I didn't know you were making a joke. Okay, no problem. Um, yeah, West Virginia, not, not, not looking too bad. But... Uh, Murray State shoots the three like they're crazy. Uh, one of the best defending teams in the nation. That's another one of these twelve-five games. I don't, I, I don't like. I don't like your West Virginia team. They, they, they just are. I don't know. I, I'm picking Murray State for the upset. You're from Canada. What do you know? <laughs> So, so that is uh, one-to-one again, huh? Yes, sir. Well, this is this bothers me deeply, this fucking matchup, because I told Nate separately that I have faith when he was down on West Virginia because they were called Press Virginia about their outstanding defense. Murray State, when they were announced as winning their conference title, I said, oh, F. They're one of those teams that gets in and does damage. I haven't looked at the Vegas odds because that would help my decision with the line. So I don't have that in front of me. But Would you like me to get it for you quickly? Yeah, if you can get it quickly. Um, I think I can get it pretty quickly. As I say that, my main reason, miserably. other than other than my fanboyness for West Virginia, my main reason for taking them is they have improved and they played fantastic in the Big Twelve tournament. Sure, they lost in the finals, but in the Big Twelve tournament, Daxter Miles found another gear. He found another level. That's their second best score. He's on. I don't think that Murray State's going to be able to deal with Javon Carter. He's the best, one of the best defenders in the country. He can shut anybody down at any time. My thing is, I don't like the matchup with Murray State, and to me, that's the one everybody's got circled as the hey, that this is the five twelve matchup you need to watch because this one will be the one. Usually, it's the one you're not expecting. Right, I agree. I think West Virginia. Uh, the odds are to interrupt uh, West Virginia minus ten and a half. 
Wow. Okay. That decided it for me. I'll take press Virginia with big-ass Bob Huggins, who weighed – when uh, I, I saw him at Cincinnati like 10 years ago, he weighed like 190, and now he's like bigger than Nate. So I'll take West Virginia. Bigger than Nate? Larger than life? Well, he, yes, he's larger than life, and he has the slick back hair, that big hair, and he, he just always and wears these. Uh, he's like Kevin Owens wrestling uh reference but he doesn't wear sleeveless shirts he keeps wearing uh different sleeve full shirts and he's he's got to be three bills easy he's getting frightening um getting yeah, big right. okay let's move we got a, what do we got here we got 25 minutes left for our ncaa if we're going hour and hour so just let you know All anyway right. rapid um, uh, number four at number 13, Wichita State at Marshall. Marshall with the upset. Not in a million years, Wichita State. Tom. Fuck. Um, another fucked up matchup. Wichita State always ends up with some white dude leading them to the fucking Sweet 16. Uh, I want to take Wait, Marshall, dude. but I can't. I can't. I'll take, uh, Dan I'll Dan take Wichita. Wichita State. All right. Uh, number six, Florida, against uh, right in number 11, which is, I'm not sure who that is either. Yeah, I mean, that's so weird that they do that every year. They put it right in at 11. When there's Bond, other right ends that just barely make Bond it. Versus Bond slash L.A. is what they've got in the bracket. It's St. Bonaventure. Bon, Bonaventure. Who's yeah, played very well lately. They have. Against who? UCLA. And the winner of that game plays Florida. Mm. Well, I'll yeah, take the, the winner of that game to is... get there, even though it's unofficial. So you're going for a you're going for a two you're going for a two win Bonaventure two win. No 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 I'm just taking Bonaventure to get there like unofficially oh, it has nothing to do with pick. what we're picking. My pick is Florida. Florida's a great team this year. Yeah, that is my pick too, Florida. I have a question to ask to either either of you before I make this pick. Does Florida still have that dude Igor healthy that's 23 years old and shoots threes? That I'm not sure. Uh, I don't know. He either. he looked dynamic earlier in the season, and I haven't followed Florida, and they did obviously didn't win the SEC title. Uh, so well, I'm going St. Bonaventure in that well, match. I'll give you what they. I will give you what they say about Florida. But there's no names here. It just says there are five leading scorers, all demand attention. They all can shoot threes. So it's well, it's it's feast I hope of the I don't cry while I'm watching Igor, but the second round matchup might help my status or whatever. But I'm taking St. Bonnie's. All right, I'm going to have to try to remember these so that when I fill out your bracket for you, you don't change your mind. 
Oh, you dick. I, I gave you a previous message. Ab, like, I know, but I, I, I'll remember probably. And if not, I'll talk to you. Anyways, uh, number three, Texas Tech at number 14, SF Austin. Well, Tim, you could go back and just listen to the episode and fill it out. So, I don't know. Maybe <laughs> uh, oh, well. But you can't fast forward. Well, that's what a West two Virginian hours. would do. Yeah, that's what a West Virginian would do. A Canadian would just phone the guy and, hey, give me your picks. Well, this West Virginian has taken Texas Tech due to Texas Tech's got a <laughs> seven-footer who can stretch the floor like nobody's business, uh, last name Norman. Uh, Texas Tech's going to be a pain in this tournament. Texas Tech's my pick. I couldn't agree with you more. Texas Tech, uh, SF Austin doesn't get a sniff. Thomas? Same. No, that's quick. Into the point. All right. One thing with Number seven. One thing with SF oh, Austin, Austin, they press like crazy. And uh, Texas Tech's seen that all year with West Virginia, and they handle it well. That's another reason I'm taking Texas Tech. Okay, well, there you go. A little insider info. Uh, number seven, Arkansas against number ten, Butler. This is a matchup I know nothing about. These are two teams I haven't even looked at this year. Based on name recognition only, I'm taking Butler. Well, I've got their the preview in front of me. They are almost dead even in every stat, RPI versus top twenty-five. Everything just about you can you can name. They're just about dead even. So this is a toss-up for me too. But I, I prefer Butler to Arkansas, so I'll, I'm, I'm picking Butler. Well, gentlemen, Brad Stevens took Butler a long way, and he got a job in Boston coaching the Celtics. He's not the coach anymore. We're not in Kansas anymore. I'll take Arkansas all day and twice on Sundays. Well, it is Sunday, so you get them twice. Yeah, it's not Sunday. How many times are you taking them on Monday? I don't know. How many times am I jerking off on Monday? It's all uh, relative. <laughs> that number could be astronomical. but Could be. Moving on. Uh, number two, Purdue against uh, number 15, Cal State, Florida. Purdue, simple. Yeah, I think that's a Purdue without much more to say. I uh, used to love Frank's chicken, so I will make it a consensus. There we go. All right. I love your – I wonder how. I wonder how many people missed that. Uh, I got to make it entertaining, man. It just can't be a bracket fucking thing. No, that's true. Moving to the West. Number one, Xavier versus number 16, Right-In, which is NCC and TS, whoever the hell they are. That would be North Carolina Central or Texas Southern. Listen to that, man. Talk the poops. Well, it don't matter. Xavier wins. Yeah, that's another one where one against a 16 is, uh, I believe the stat is uh, 132 and 0, number ones against 16s. So, there you go. Well, I have to add outside the box that the Bludgeon Brothers did a powerbomb to Xavier tonight. <laughs> and he was selling it, but I don't know if he was selling it and according to after the show, 
on the uh, talking smack or whatever the fuck that is. They were, and Corey Graves actually said, get better woods, like kind of a shoot. It looked kind of weird, but we'll get into that in the second hour. Uh, but Xavier is on my mind, my heart, and my prayers. You know, legit, I, I'm, I'm saying that as a joke, but I hope the guy's okay. Um, but anyway, I'll take Xavier. There we go. Uh, another one of the vicious 8-9 matchups. Missouri against Florida State. Ugh. I hate these. Yeah, uh, this is another one. ACC, ACC's down this year, so I'm going to take Missouri. Yeah, there's not a lot to choose between these two either. Uh, records almost identical. Stats almost identical. Both, but I think both at the end of the day, pretty average. But, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll stick with Missouri. Okay. Missouri, I do know a little bit about Michael Porter fucking Jr., who winced with his back pain in the first game. He was number one overall in the McDonald's All-American and the high school deal last year. And now he's all of a sudden back, blah, 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 chemistry problems. Florida State will smoke them. I'll take Florida State. He doesn't suffer from that uh, vicious ailment of unbalanced shoulders, does he? He has uh, some kind of scapular imbalance of his dick. Ah, the dreaded scapular imbalance, I see. All right, moving on. Uh, OSU against number 12, South Dakota State. Who's OSU? That would be Ohio Ohio State State University. Okay, I'm sorry. That was where uh, the the, the pay-per-view was from tonight. Yep. Columbus. That's the only good coming to Columbus this week. Sandia or South Dakota State with the upset. Stepping out. Wow, there's uh, there's a, a first. Um, yeah, you know, I, I I'm kind of sort of semi leaning that way too. I mean, Ohio State's got a couple of you know they got pounded by a couple of teams. Clemson, Gonzaga by nearly 30 against Gonzaga. Uh, I gotta wonder if they're a pretender. What's up? Didn't they lose to Penn State in the tournament? Uh, they might have. Pretty they sure they have. did. Yeah. They did. But it's Penn State, not Penn State, West Virginia. Shame. Accent. Uh, but I, uh, I'm still, yeah, I, I'm still gonna take uh, Ohio State. I'm going with the Buckeyes as well. Yeah. Although can. Nate, although Nate does have foresight. Yeah. Well, he does have foresight of every tournament in the history of time. You can't just pick the obvious winner, and he's he's had a couple that might sneak out it and and make him the winner. But we'll see. All right. Then we got number four Gonzaga. Against number 13, the University of NCJ. Uh, whoever that is, they're going to lose to Gonzaga. So, Gonzaga. 
Yeah, I'm not. I have to be honest. I I don't know who that is either. And the Bulldogs are going to win. That. University of Nope can't get a win. So there you go. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I'm uh, University of Northern Central somewhere. I I don't know what that is. Wow. I'm sure they're anyway. a fine university, but I am going with the Zags as well. We we have a sweep. Wherever they are, they're from your neck of the woods, uh, Nate, because they lost to they played Virginia and lost by twelve to Virginia. So that was their one of their highlight games. <laughs> but yeah. moving on, number six Houston against number eleven San Diego State. Fuck, that's. Go ahead, Nate. I'm looking at that game, and it's just screaming at me to take San Diego State. But Houston is a good team. They played really well. They had a very close game, um, I believe, a couple days ago in their conference championship game. Um, I'm going to go Houston. Didn't uh, Didn't Houston lose to Cincinnati? Or have I got that wrong? Yeah. yeah yes, that happened today. Okay. So Houston is the what is Houston is the home of Rob Gray Bunman? Am I correct on that? Who? His name is Rob Gray and he has he's got his hair done up in the man bun. They never shut up about it during the whole game. Guess you did you didn't know the game. Anyway. I not watch it. I'm taking I'm taking Houston. Yeah, moving on. I thought you were I thought you were making a wrestling reference, so I was. Oh well, Rob Van Dam. Oh yeah, yeah, I was. Yeah, I was. Wink, wink. Wait a minute. All right, we'll get to that later. Um, Houston against San Diego State. That is a tough pick. San Diego State. Excuse me. I assume uh, Coach Fisher retired. Uh, I you don't, don't have to, be, that, to be honest. You don't have to search. I'm taking San Diego State. Yeah, yeah I don't know about that. Because uh, they right. were his recruits. They were his recruits. Really upset. And then we've got uh, number three, Michigan, and number 14, Montana. Big sky country. Big sky country, lots of trees, but no, the trees are blocking out the prayers from getting to heaven. Michigan wins. Yeah, um, Michigan has looked awfully good the last two weeks or so. They put up some uh, pretty big wins in there. Won the conference championship, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Yeah, Michigan. I'd like to make some kind of diss on Kid Rock and Eminem and all those guys from Michigan, but I can't because Montana I don't see as one of those weird teams, so I'll do a sweep in Michigan as well. Uh, Then we have number seven, Texas A&M against number ten, Providence. A&M had a big win to start the season. They just beat the ever-loving piss out of West Virginia. They haven't done much since. So they I'm did. Take yes, they did, by 23 points, in fact. 
Oh, it was a beating. But I'm taking Providence. That's fucked up. There's there's some heavy duty logic. I hate those guys. I'll take the other team. Fair enough. Um, No, I mean, they haven't done anything since, though. I've I've looked at them. I mean, they lost to Tennessee. They lost to Kansas. They lost to Kentucky. They lost to Arizona. Beat the crap out of West Virginia. That's not really saying all that much, is it? Okay, fine. I'll take Providence, too. Uh, Who's playing Providence now? Texas A&M. That would be agricultural and mechanical. Nice. Um. <laughs> you like that, did you? Um, I, that's new knowledge to me after all these years. But anyway. That's what it is. Um, <laughs> with Johnny Manziel being in the alma mater, and a, a classic sound bite for any show we ever do with Nate saying, ever love and piss. Um, I'm going with A&M. Whoa, Tom Robinson rocking the boat, as it were. I'll say this, regardless of whether Texas A&M wins or loses, there'll be a hell of a party either way there. That's a party school, from what I hear. Right on. Yeah, who can argue with that? Yeah, our last last game in the West bracket, number two, UNC against number fifteen. I find this name hilarious. I'm not sure why. Lipscomb. 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 They must have a hell of a mustache. They need a lipscomb. Yep, that was bad. All right, um, North Carolina. Yeah, when when you look at their, their uh, Lipscomb's notable results, are four losses, uh, some by to Purdue by thirty two points, to Texas by twenty three, et cetera, et cetera. So yeah, UNC for the victory. That'd be North Carolina, Tom. Yeah, I know. Um, Gene Big Daddy Lipscomb. Was a wrestler, I believe, but also three days after I had a ring rat, I had some lip scum. Oh! But, not, but nonetheless, Valtrex <laughs> took that away. Oh my God! Valtrex took that one. away, but not as quick as Roy Williams is going to take away their tournament, so I'll take North Carolina. That gives them a whole new meaning to the word lip comb also. Exactly. Use your, use your imaginations. Moving on. In the Midwest, we have number one, Kansas, against number 16, Penn. Rock, Chalk, uh, Jayhawk. Rock, Chalk, Jayhawk, Kansas. The only thing you can say about that is the guy Kansas will win that game, but the guys who are really going to make the money are the ones playing for Penn State. Um, Tim, 
if anyone can follow that convoluted logic. Tim, I need to ask you a question. Uh, ask away, Tom. You're speaking of Penn or Penn State? Uh, Penn, it says here. It does not say Penn State. The Quakers. I assume, I assume this is Pennsylvania from the, uh, the U like, of Penn. Uh, Yale the and Harvard and those guys. Yes. Okay. Yeah, they won the Ivy League tournament. Yeah, they I are the Penn strongest. State. They are from Philadelphia. They are the strongest 16th seed. They will play slow mechanical white boy ball. Yep, that they will. They will cover the spread against the undisciplined Bill Self, should be Bill Self help, Kansas Jayhawks. However, Kansas will win. And as I said, the Kansas boys will go on to make big bucks, but they'll be taking their checks to the guys from Penn State to cash them. See, I still can't figure that one out. I get well, it. Yeah, Penn, Penn State's an Ivy League school. That's businessmen, smart guys. They'll be running and owning banks and things of that nature. No, Penn, not Penn State. Pennsylvania is the is the Yaley school. Penn State yes, is just... Yes, Penn State's up in Jabroniville. What? Penn State's <laughs> up there in, in Sanduskyville. Oh, Penn's man. in Philly. Oh, no, no. no, but Pennsylvania is an uppity, uppity school. Yes. That's a rich – yes, that's that's what I'm saying. So the guys who go to school there, they may not win this basketball game, but they won't care. They're going to be working in banks. Because they and, have better jobs than 90% of the kids. Right. Okay, I get the it. Kansas boys will, get to, will win the game, and they'll get to play basketball, and some of them are going to get paid. But the Penn State boys, if you get a degree from there, that's going to make a basketball career look like nothing. Anyway. Correct. There'll be a 6'7 bus boy in Philly. There you go. <laughs> I used to play for I mean, Kansas Jayhawks. Yeah. Yeah. Well, isn't that nice? Would you like a 10% or a 15% tip? I've got a business degree from Penn. There you go. Always Bush. always tip your servers 15 to 20, you cheap fucks. Not Unless you guys, anybody listening. Unless they're Uber drivers, then give them 25%. Right, or Lyft. Or if you're good-looking, you may offer other things. Uh, or podcast. Uh, oh, wait, 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 wait. Uh, a little entertainment break. I had a trip today on Lyft, right? And I had, and I told you the good moments, so I'll tell you the bad moments. I had an African American. What do they call them up there? The black people up there over the border, African Canadians. No, we 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 call surprisingly enough, we call them people. Well, I mean. I mean, I would call them people as well, but they they need a title no, there's, like uh, here because of our and uh, in, in to just explain it real quick because of our uh, indigenous uh, Eskimos and Indian people, uh, black people here. For I mean, to be quite honest, people will either say they're black and they won't care, or they won't even bring it up at all. It's just not even. 
See, if you can find me a little pocket where it's not as cold and snowed up as your deal, I'm going to move up there. But anyway, I drove a, uh African-American young lady today. And the last time I got a, a knuckle roll on my penis, and that was flattering, but I didn't know didn't how to re- respond. Uh, I absolutely loved it. I, I you think made a vascular response. Listen, I like my white girls to go to the tanning salon, so I favor the darker skin. I but know, but I don't you want to reveal too much. Hey now, um, hey now, hey now. But listen, this uh, this this one young lady today was in the middle. She sat in the middle of the back seat, so she was kind of in my reflection. Where, you know, I just drive and no sell, but she could see me and she goes hey you know who you look like and I hate that question at 285 pounds and 48 years old because it's not you know it's it's ultimately Jim in my Neidhart. mind never going to come out like Channing Tatum or something yeah, no, so, Jim Neidhart <laughs> yeah that's 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 the ballpark that I, I fear. So I, I'm like, um, well, I look like a lot of people, I guess, but go for it. And she said, you know that dude, Bobby? And I'm like, that's a little random, you know. I didn't say that, but I'm thinking in my mind, that's a little random. You know that dude, Bobby. And Bobby from Philly. No, no, no. She she says, um, I said, can you be more specific? Binge watching Sons of Anarchy. And you look like Bobby from Sons of Anarchy. You okay. I can buy that a little bit. Oh, fuck Man, you then. <laughs> fuck you both. What the Bobby fuck Munson. Wish? Bobby Munson's 350 pounds. He's like 5'2". He's got a gray beard and long, okay, ugly you, hair. You have a you have an extremely attractive beard. You're sitting down, so you can't really tell how tall you are. God and damn her! What six? She just ruined my night. Pounds between friends. I'm a professional broadcaster. <laughs> the fuck's wrong with her, Bobby Munson? Never seen the show. Damn it! Uh, let me try to think of an upgrade quick, but I'm not coming up with one. Yeah. Give me, give me a minute. I'd I'll rather be Thurman Munson than die in a plane crash. <laughs> the fuck is wrong with her? Tell me, I look Nate like somebody. probably didn't get that joke either, but not that it's a joke, I suppose. But hey, I'm grabbing some soda now to calm down. Anyway, next game. Okay, moving on. Um, where was where 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 was I? Uh, number eight Seton Hall oh, against State. number nine NC State. Oh, Nate Bush jumped right in there with a fuck NC State. Did you say? No, I, I was telling you where you left off. Oh, well, thank you, sir. Um, honestly, this game's up up in the air. I don't. I never am a big fan of Seton Hall. I never look at them as a threat. So I'm just going to go NC State on principle. And NC State on uh, reputation? Basically, because I know nothing about either squad. Yeah, I can't but say I, I know, know a lot about them either. Okay. 
year. So. There are two teams that you that seem to always be in the in the brackets, but other than that, I don't. Yeah, I can't say I'm too excited about either one. Um, yeah, I'll take I'll take number nine NC State too, just to make that a upset. Up, very I'll take Seton Hall. Why? Because they're pirates. No, because uh, Cal Perry used to coach there, right? Uh, No, that was UMass. Somebody cool used to coach there. Yeah, that I do know. Seton Hall. I'll take Seton Hall. Hall. What? He coached at Memphis. At Memphis. He coached at Memphis. Also true. Uh, number five, Clemson. Speaking Tigers. of Memphis, can y'all get a retweet for Crooked Teeth wrestling or oh shooting the shiz it? I used to be the number Late. one guy. Never mind. Weren't you the uh, CTW uh, heavyweight champion of the world? I just, I just know Solon said, never mind, I uh, took a sip, my bad. Oh, you lost that title to Bruce Pobans. Uh, I see. Right. <laughs> anyway, Clemson Tigers, uh, New Mexico State. Uh, we're just making so many friends in the podcasting world. I'll take Clemson. <laughs> Clemson to win that one. Clemson's a solid team. I think they're – Yeah, Clemson's, I thought they, Clemson's uh, a good team. I thought they got hosed at a five myself. Yeah, they're pretty. They're pretty solid rock, and I don't know much about Los Lobos, except they sing what La Bamba. Do I got that correct, Tom? Hey, Los Lobos. I don't know if they sing La Bamba. Do they? They sing, they sing one of those kind of tunes. Some something. Give me that matchup again. Clemson against New Mexico State. You guys realize Dabo Sweeney does not coach the basketball team. So I am going with New Mexico State with the upset. Ooh. Well, aren't you special? In many ways. Indeed. indeed. <laughs> I thought you'd jump all over that. All right, moving on. Uh, Auburn against Charleston. I'm going to go with Auburn. Uh, don't really like the matchup for Charleston, so I'm going with Auburn. Uh, the only thing I know about Charleston is there's a chocolate bar named after it up here. So I'll have to nice. Take Auburn. Charleston Chew. Yeah, boy. So there's a state capital in my state called Charleston, but that's not the team. Nate, are you at your girl's house? Yeah. Sound like Mrs. Spencer. Is she watching television? Oh, yeah. Hold on. She just went to bed. I'll turn. I'll mute it. Sorry about that. Oh, it wasn't a problem. I just could hear it. It was one of those I could hear it, but I couldn't figure out what it was, so it was bugging me. God forbid it was entertaining. Nate muted it. But anyway, go ahead. Fuck you. <laughs> well, you're at Auburn. Are you 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 picked? Who did you pick? Who me? Now I don't I remember. Auburn. What's the matchup? 
Auburn Charleston, Thomas. Uh, that's pop that's Charleston the easiest game. That's the easiest game in the tournament. Auburn wins. There you go. Then we have the already discussed uh, number six TCU against Arizona State's Syracuse winner. Where I believe you two believe Syracuse is going to win that game. I'm going with the winner of the Arizona State game. Fair enough. Tim, I don't remember what you said. Oh, Thomas. TCU, Arizona State, I got, and Syracuse. Uh, I got Syracuse right beating them. So. All right. Fair enough. We got three left, and then we can get to the wrestling. Uh, number three, Michigan State against number 14, Bucknell. Uh, never bet against Tommy as though early. That's good advice, actually. Yeah, I, I, I kind of like Bucknell, but they don't have enough for Michigan State. Well, aside from Bucknell, Michigan State, the mashup, it just brought up horrible memories. Uh, of that of that guy Nasser, when I asked to blow him, and he stuck his finger up my ass when he was um, saying he was a doctor, and I'm not even a gymnast. So anyway, um, no, Nasser is a horrible human being, but I still say that Tom Izzo is not a horrible human being, and they will win that game. I am nearly speechless. No comment from me. Nate, Nate Bush is falling asleep. Uh, two to go. No, uh, Rhode a, Island against I'm Oklahoma. I'm actually making a drink. About time. I'm making a drink. Rhode Island against somebody. Rhode Island against Oklahoma. Rhode Island. Oh, that fucking team. That team is Oklahoma. I can't, you know, Rhode Island, Oklahoma can kiss my ass. Now, if it was Rhode Island against Jim Ross, that might be different. Listen. Jim Ross might be a better person than we know from what we're told. That's what I'm saying. I picked Rhode Island. I'm saying if it was Rhode Island against Jim Ross, how can you bet against good old JR? Okay. Yeah. Are you really? That Nate Bush, he's, Nate, he's, took, he's Nate took Rhode, Rhode Island. Yeah, yes. I'm taking I, I, Nate, and I, and I took Rhode Island. Nate, um, 1999 called. Lamar Odom doesn't play for Rhode Island anymore. Anyway, <laughs> this, the scrutiny and the billboard material. You made Nate Bush cry. Just now, no, he was a, he was such a kid. Um, Sweet little man he was. Is there... uh, I was nine. Oklahoma 
will use – they shouldn't have made it. I want to make that clear, anybody listening. But they will beat Rhode Island and possibly their second-round opponent just because they have the talent and now they have a chip on their shoulder. Oklahoma, absolutely. Okay, I'm going to go way out there. I know I said Rhode Island, but I'm going to make a few enemies right now. I want to be more like Tom. I think if Oklahoma can get that Bell's Palsy defense going and get a grip on Rhode Island, they could win. Is that a knock on a physical ailment? Not at all. It is just a statement on the power of Bell's Palsy. Nothing more. I'll sing an Eddie Money song right now, record perfect. All right. (laughs) (laughs) I'll see your Eddie Money. Call, all in. No, I'm not going to. That's a joke because Bell's Palsy affects 10.4 million people a year. And I'm doing a Nate Bush and doing a public service announcement. And I'm go. only kidding. I don't know how many fucking people it affects. But it affected me and, and Jim Ross. And we both talked sideways. And we talked out of both sides of our mouth before we got Bell's palsy. Where's your sound effect? And, me? and one of you, well, he can't do that. And one of you was funnier for doing it. Moving on. Um, figure out which doing what? Figure out which one. To the doing last what? game. Getting it? You're talking out of the your mouth sideways. You were funnier. One of you. Well, listen. Uh, I have a theory about that Bell's palsy thing. Jim Ross was in the mid south, right? All right. Terry Taylor was the guy who went out with one of my rat girlfriends. Where was he in? Mid-South. Mid-South. So there's probably some Bell's palsy spreading rat in the Mid-South before we were all married and all that shit that I got to find and put a spike in her head. Uh, No, we didn't want to make any jokes about Bell's palsy, but... I want to sing ACDC from whom the bells tolled. Tolls. There you go. All right. One game left to go. That's team I hate the most in the universe. Number two, Duke, against number 15, Iona. First of all, TR, that is. Um... Metallica does for whom the bell tolls. ACDC does Hell's Bell's Palsy, so you need to learn that right. Um, That's the whole fucking handicap thing, right? Oh, (laughs) Nate Bush with a little bit of rock and roll trivia. Uh, And it comes Christmas time, TR, you can do Carol of the Bell's Palsy. But um, (laughs) I'm taking Jingle Bell's Palsy. But anyway, go ahead. You're taking Duke. I reluctantly and with much, much disgust have to take Duke. But I, God, if there's a program I can't stand, it's them. Duke versus who? Iona. There's got to be now, a joke there somewhere. but Yeah, there is, because 
I own a. I what I own. said to my what I said to my cable company, which shut me off, was, "Hey man, can I owe you? There's only one letter difference between that team and my situation, and the common denominator is we are both losers. So take Duke." <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the following is a paid announcement by Tom Robinson. <laughs> <laughs> RCN cable should have been an unpaid. Should have been an unpaid announcement by Tom Robinson. RCN sucks. If you want to keep your cable, pay the bill and don't eat. There you go. Pretend you're in college. And if you want to play in Texas, you got to have a fiddle in the band. There you go. So that wraps up the. NCAA portion of the hey, evening. Can you hear me? Yeah. No. Can you hear me? Yeah. Hello. Yeah. I yeah. What do you want? You Jim's guys here. are fairly audible. Oh, I can hear you. Clear as a bell. Wow. Well, I hope the audience can hear me clear as a bell. Okay, I'm waiting for the punchline. No, I'm not joking. I can't. Oh, I can no? barely hear okay. you guys. All right. Oh no, you're you're coming through to me loud and clear. I have no way of checking. So, should I call back? You can do that if you like. I yeah, and I can hear. Actually, if I can't, Nate's the one who's a little bit quieter on my end, but I can hear you fine, dude. I can't hear you guys barely at all. I mean, I can hear what you're saying, but. Well, you can try rehooking up if you want. Nate and I will talk about you while you're gone. All right. Uh, well, we also got to finish our brackets, too, but. Well, that's bra- that's How much it. time do we have left? We won't we'll have get... enough time to finish them. We'll, we'll have to come back and do another episode. Well, no, no, we'll yeah, up. we'll 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 let the we'll let the play we'll let those games happen, and then we'll see who won and who lost. Well, well that's kind of pussyish. Now, I think what we should do is uh, finish the brackets on a show tomorrow, selection Sunday, or do uh, selection Monday and finish them out. Hello. Fair enough. Oh, I can hear you better now. Let's go. Continue. Okay. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Tom I'm Robinson. doing this from a cell. I usually do it from the landline. Yeah, that might be. Uh, you might just be getting shitty service for bed. Let's talk. Let's talk some fast lane. Okay. I, for one, did not watch it, so I, I know what okay. happened, but I didn't watch it. So, so somebody gonna have to take. I the, hope, take I hope the lead. Nate can start and lead me through those matches that I made notes of. On Twitter, but I don't have it in front of me. Okay. Oh, well, uh, I, well, hold on. I'll pull up your Twitter, Tom. Uh, okay. I watched it. I watched the the pay per view. Um, I missed one match due to trying to fix my Directv. Uh, we missed the Naomi and Becky Lynch match. What uh, a perfect match to miss. That's what I heard. Uh, so I didn't lose any sleep over it. Uh, so or they fought. Carmella. Is that a, is that a daylight saving yeah. times joke? No, no. I really we were working on our TV. 
No joke. But it was there. Um, but anyway, from the top, the first match, the pre-show. You want to hit yes. the pre-show? Yes. Okay. Well, the pre-show. I have a lot to say about every match, by the way, so get your shit out of the way. <laughs> All right, I'll get my shit in and get out of the way for you, okay? Uh, I'm just saying. Uh, I'm just saying, like one, two, three again. <laughs> All right, that's fine. Um, pre-show was uh, Renee Young, Booker T, Sam Roberts, and uh, I think it was was it Otunga. Yes, it was there. Okay, uh, Booker T and Otunga and Sam Roberts are useless. Renee Young is beautiful. That's all of that. Uh, first match on the pre-show was uh, the six-man tag. The Fashion Police teamed with Ty Dillinger to take on um, Gable Benjamin and Mojo Rawley. Um, to me, Mojo Rawley's a waste of space. I uh, love Uh-oh. the bingeables, as I call them. I call them the bingeables. I uh, love that tag team. The Fashion Police are hilarious. And I think Todd Dillinger um, is great, but is not being used to his full potential. Match was, you know, match was a typical pre-show match, you know. Just kind of set the bar low. It did its job. Opening match. Just uh, go out there, do your thing, keep it simple. And, uh, yeah, that was a match to me. Tim, I'm good. That's all I got. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Say your piece, Thomas. Well, in the words of Booker T, in response to Nate, tell me you did not just say that. I the did. pre-match. Oh. The pre-match had the Fashion Police. Fandango was over in like 1989 or something when he beat Jericho. And that is the stupidest fucking skits ever. Tyler Breeze was about to get cut, and they got brought up because Vince was doing some more HTH and forgot about everything. They're just, those skits are stupid. Um, their tag team partner, Dillinger... Should have been cut years ago, but he's a nice kid and a good worker and all that. Ten, ten, ten. That lasted for a second, like Bo Derek's movie. Anyway, that's a Tim reference. And there. I got it. They went against Moore. Shelton Benjamin, Chad Gable. I'm not going to get to my boy yet. Those two could go to New Japan or ROH or TNA or fucking AAA or anywhere. Chad Gable as a single could wrestle Okada and do that roll-up and German suplex, and Meltzer would give him 8.7 stars. They are great Mojo Rawley is a connection to Rob Gronkowski. He set every weightlifting record ever at the University of Maryland. He's got charisma, 
as a worker, he's actually failed my expectations. So I agree with you a little on that. But when he turned heel on his partner, Ryder, and he put Instagram videos up, I thought he had the passion. I'm starting to waver on that now, but they love him as a company because Vince is all into weightlifting and so is Triple H and so is Stephanie, and he does that. He gets off the plane on two hours sleep and goes to the performance center and lifts weights. But the crowd said, you can't wrestle tonight. And instead of grabbing... Uh, whoever was in there, I don't remember, and said, hey, man, I'm going to do a headlock takeover and, uh, you know, leg lock, kip up, blah, 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 and then we'll meet. He failed to deliver. He looked around and says, I don't care about that. I don't care about wrestling. I think he's going to get cut soon, unfortunately, and I was very high on him. So that is my commentary on that match. Hmm. Okay, as I said, didn't see it. About the only thing I could say about it, uh, reading about it anyway, is I don't understand why the WWE even signed Sheldon Benjamin if all they're going to do with him is crap like that. That's it. Nate? Um, yeah, I, I Mojo Rawley never, never was a fan. Didn't like him in NXT. He can lift all the weights he wants, but I just I don't care about him. And it, it's like it would take major, major things for for to make me care about Mojo Rawley. I he can be friends with Rob Gronkowski all he, all he wants. He does nothing for me. I don't care if he's there. I don't care if he's not there. And I just I just don't care for him. That's just me. Next match. Okay, next match was uh, first match on the on the actual main card, Shinsuke Nakamura versus Rusev. Um, I thought the match was solid, solid opener. Um, Rusev has gotten so much better, um, and his gimmick is over. I love the Rusev Day gimmick. I I think it's brilliant. The crowd is responding to it. And he walks out, and he gets a, and they still are able to get heat with Aiden English as a mouthpiece for Rusev. Even though to me Rusev doesn't even need a mouthpiece, but it's working. I like it. Nakamura is incredible. Um, he's a great, he's a great talent. He's fun to watch. Uh, all kinds of charisma. The Royal Rumble win for him was great. It really helped boost him up. Um, I thought the match was solid. Good match. Um, not as good as what we're going to get, uh, hopefully, at Mania. But, uh, yeah, good match. Like Rusev, like, like Nakamura. That's my sense. Hello? Tom yeah, Robinson. My rebuttal. The opener should be a hot match. The opener started with Nakamura's music, which admittedly is 
fucking awesome. That fucking song, if we can steal it and make it our shit, let's do it. Now, let me get to the real commentary. Um, Nakamura, much like Matt Seidel and, oh, God, Tanahashi and, uh, well, now it's Okada, but it was uh, was so many names before that groups of, quote-unquote, smart fans said were the best in the world. I mean, there's a group called the Drool Kids because they're half retarded and they drool when they speak. And if they see anybody with slanty eyes, even if they're Chinese or Filipino or anything like that, they uh, they get an erection, so they, they kind of need to be, like, taken care of by other people. But anyway, that's I got sidetracked. Um, Nakamura is slated to wrestle this uh, dream match versus AJ Styles. Now, I don't know whose dream that is because that already happened. And granted, when somebody who knows what the business is about and working for capital and money and making a great match, say Pat Patterson and Shawn Michaels were with them and put together, then to me that would be a dream match. But I don't know who's putting it together. I don't know how much time they're going to have. They've already wrestled, and it was good. They're certainly better than Okada, both of them. Well, AJ's better. Nakamura, working American style, I don't know. Let me get back to the review of the match, because I I wanted to rant on the drool kids a little bit, just to piss them off. Um Nakamura versus Rusev. Rusev Day is over. Aiden English is a favorite of Daniel Bryan, who has a lot of influence, because he said he's doing something different, much like Elias, back when they both started doing their thing. Aiden English said at his six foot four self that he's eaten like. 8 million calories a day since he was 8 years old just to be a wrestler, and he still can't change his metabolism. So I respect that guy for doing the thing that he had to do to get in the business. But, you know, his uh, his thing is like, yeah, whatever. I'm glad he's got a job. God bless him. Rusev has improved 1,000% from the days that he wrestled Cena when he wasn't ready, and he would throw him down with like a beel toss or a, a sambo hip toss. And then he, if you go back and watch those matches, you would watch him be like, what's next? Because I've been in that position, not at that level, for those assholes who will pick apart everything I say. But he, he, he would look at the superior worker to say, what the fuck do I do next? Kind of the way Elias is now, and Elias is one of my favorites. But in this match, Rusev, through his travels, has improved and actually, in my opinion, carried Nakamura 
through this match to how it would make sense for the King Shasa. And Nakamura went over. But Nakamura, besides working AJ Styles, if he were to work Randy Orton, which he has, if he were to work John Cena, which he has when he dropped him on his face, if he were to work Brock Lesnar, which he has in New Japan, he uh, he has some work to do to become a great wrestler. So I thought that match was good. But the best part for me was his theme song. That's it. Yeah, I'll agree with you on that. Nakamura still got a little adapting to do to uh, United States style. Um, and he's working like, working on the schedule is, is different too. So, But he, you got to admit, dude's over. And I think he'll do well. We shall see. He's he's over on pay-per-views, not necessarily television. And one thing I must point out as negative Nelly, that billed as a rock star, he dresses like Michael Jackson. He does nothing else re- remotely resembling a... Mick Jagger or a Robert Plant or a, I don't even, uh, Paul McCartney or John Lennon. Anybody. David Lee Roth. He's billed as a rock star. That's not his fault. His song and his entrance is awesome. But why creative calls him a rock star as opposed to I guess you can't put pop star, but just a uh, something. Uh, the artist, the artist because known creative, as Nakamura would be. Creative better. is all yeah. is all twenty five year olds who a rock star to them is Justin Bieber. I thought they. But he doesn't even do Justin Bieber. No, but that's that's it's that kind that they don't know. God, the creative at WWE doesn't know who those people you just mentioned, who half of them even are. Those are bands that are from the seventies, for God's sake. That was, that? I yeah, I thought he was. The I don't know. I never. All I know about the that, of those two. I liked him better when he. I didn't. Of course, I didn't see this match, but I liked him better previous when he was a little wilder. He seems to have calmed down a bit, but that might be, like you said, because he's working the schedule and trying to do the WWE style more than Japan. And the only thing I got to say about Rusev is I don't mind him, but I like him so much more when he's got Lana with him. Actually, uh, if we're still on this match, I do watch Total Divas. I don't make any bones about whoever knows because I could probably beat you up if you have a problem with that. But um Total Divas exposes a little different side, and they show beautiful women, which maybe you retards should actually watch. And Lana is you don't watch weird. Stories. Lana is weird, but she's she's definitely got a hot plastic ass body. But Rusev comes across, and I think that's why 
I think that a small portion why he's getting over with the Rusev day is because he's a fucking cool dude, man. He he lives in Nashville with Lana, and if you watch Divas, he's just like a cool-ass dude who you would love to hang around with, man. He works out, he like makes boot. jokes. Yeah, and there's none of that mosh guy, you know, shit. He's just a cool-ass dude, so God bless Rusev. I hope he's still gets a push, and I hope someday he gets his too. Yeah, he could be, he, they could both be, like that match for me is that they could have both be used much better than opening. But that's me. Fair enough. Moving on. Nate Bush. Next match, next match was, uh, was it, it was Bobby Roode defending the United States title against Randy Orton, correct? Oh, I got a lot for this one. Well, well I'm going to get me started. Fun. I thought this match was fantastic. I thought they started off slow. They built. They told a great story. Um, Orton and Rude. And one thing that they did that I absolutely love when it comes to professional wrestling, they there was a few false finishes, but they kept both going for the finisher. Orton would go for the RKO. Rude would counter. Rude would go for the glorious DDT. Orton would counter. And not one finisher was used and kicked out of in this match. And that, to me, is a test to how you should build a match. You can say more by going for and not getting one move than you can getting the move off ten times in a match. <clears throat> Super kick, young bucks, bullshit. But I think them teasing it and going for it and never getting it built the anticipation to where when the move finally hit, it made so much more impact left a resignation with the audience. I thought this match was great. I thought actually probably the best match of the night, honestly. Uh, they worked really well together. Um, Orton won the U.S. title. Uh, great match. Good work by both guys. I, can't, I hope, they, hope they do another one. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I hate this because Nate, Hit every point practically that I want to hit. Um, My bad. The only one or two things I, the only I will wholeheartedly agree with my um, millennial compadre that it was such a rock solid match. It was like a uh, Briscoe Dory Funk. It was like a. uh, I'm trying to think of an '80s. It was more a Barry Windham flair than a Steamboat flair because Steamboat flair was a little faster. Um, and I'm not saying it was that level, like, uh, because they didn't have enough time to make it the level of those matches I mentioned. But there was no spot that was fucked up, nothing sloppy. You could tell Orton's funny. He doesn't respect a lot of people, but you could tell that he respected Bobby Roode. Bobby Roode's about 40-something years old, probably. And he's been around a while. And he knows where to be, when to be. And, you know, when Orton turns around to do his thing with his, uh, you know, vintage Orton DDT thing and, the, you know, he's the, the, the Viper and all that bullshit and, and his power slam... Rude was right there, and vice versa. 
because Randy Orton is is internally known as the guy that you want to work with because it's going to be great because he's just so effortlessly solid and it was just a great match they didn't get enough time but as Nate pointed out instead of kicking out of the RKO and whatever they call Bobby Roode's DDT which Nate pointed out which I don't know they didn't. They tease. Yeah, they tease that, and they the other guy got away from it. In the old school word psychology, take the fans on a journey and a ride, and they did that. And finally, when Bobby made the quote unquote mistake of suspending your disbelief, Randy hit him with a top rope RKO. Perfect timing. And I was like, damn, uh, that was very, very good. If they had like an hour, it could be a classic. They only had about 15 to 20, I would guess, from memory. And it was still very good. And, uh, you know, then I went to tweet and I heard Jinder got involved, so I don't know nothing about that, if that ruined the whole deal. But... The match itself, in my opinion, I agree totally with Nate. Okay, what about the result? Uh, new U.S. champion, first time ever. Yeah, yeah, no, that's that's my my question. Did that did was that? What are they going to do with Bobby Roode now? He's in WrestleMania in a three-way because of that fucking stupid ginger. I, I don't have a problem with the match, and from what you guys said, it sounds like it was a really well done. I, I don't like the title change. Orton doesn't need it. Of course it. you don't. You're from Canada, and he's from Canada. Yeah, got nothing to do with it. Orton doesn't need the title. Doesn't need it at all. I think Rude. Orton winning the title, though, I think Orton winning the title and putting an emphasis on a guy that's a first ballot Hall of Famer, a 13-time champion Orton winning the title means he's going to have to lose the title to I'm assuming a guy that's lower on the card than him because there's not many above him and him doing that gives the title a little more prestige and value and it makes the title look more important than maybe maybe it looks right now if and a little uh, for a while and a little bit of uh hindsight before we got on because we had some time. Orton, Orton was on that talking raw or smack or whatever the fuck that is, being kind of honest. And he was like, what I thought about his respect for Rudy put out there. And he was talking about, they asked about Ginger and Renee Young or something. And he's like, yeah, I would have did the same thing. You know, I'm not mad at him. He talked about watching Cena with his kids. He was like, you know, that that shows kind of a semi-shoot. So, Warden's like fine with uh, Bobby Roode. And I think that Roode may, I think they may spiral off to, because Randy's like makes millions a year and those guys don't. I think they may spiral off to, you know, uh, Jinder and Randy and Bobby getting the belt back or whatever. But 
Bobby and Randy. Randy was championing, championing, I should say, for a feud with Rude. And that, those guys are, are like poetry. Those guys look great tonight. Go ahead. Okay, we got we got uh, 15 minutes left, so just pointing it out. Uh, next match was the tag match, wasn't it? The, uh, the Divas tag. Okay, we can go through this quick. Was totally pointless. Tag, yeah. I didn't watch it. I have no... I have no comment. I didn't watch it. So. Who is it, Tim? Natalia and Carmella against Becky Lynch and Naomi. Okay. Carmella went over. I, uh, <laughs> Becky's the best worker. Well, it can be argued that Natty is, but she's getting older. But um, Natalia, uh, or what's her name? Uh, Naomi's the best athlete, which they say about every black person which is unfair. They say that in every sport, you know. But whatever. But I'll make it quick. Um, Carmella went over to set up some kind of money in the bank. This Carmella, shoot, straight up shoot. I saw her on Instagram. Without makeup, she looks like shit. She looks like a, uh, I don't know. She... Got the moonwalk from Michael Hayes, if you guys remember. Michael Hayes used to do the moonwalk. <laughs> yeah, um, I call that. She it, got it, it, over in NXT with Enzo and Cass, her boyfriend. She, Enzo got them both over, by the way. So, <laughs> anyway, they get called up, and she doesn't. She gets called up, and there's no response at all. So then they bring in Ellsworth by accident. He gets over. He gets her mildly over. Then it starts building. He gets the money in the bank for her. They get rid of him, and she's fairly over. And now she pins somebody, and she's got the deal. She's just not over. She's just a chick with a nice body who used to be a cheerleader who without makeup is not whatever. She's not a good worker. She's not attractive like some of the other girls. I don't care whose feelings I hurt. I hurt, I hurt my own feelings on a daily basis. So fuck you, Carmel, if you're mad. Right. And you're, sh- wait, you're showing up on videos like Dolph Ziggler's on Instagram. And the new day, you're making Biggie Smalls videos, Carmella. Um, there's an old saying: when the cat's away, the mice will play. Well, when the cast is away, the rats will play. That's where I'll end it. All right. Well, well. Um, three to go. Three to go, and twelve minutes to get it done, boys. Get it done. Okay. Uh, tag team title match was next. Usos New Day. Um, I got mixed feelings on this one. I love the rivalry these two teams have, but I didn't care for. I, I guess I guess it was interesting, 
I didn't like how they took each other's biggest finishing moves and used them against each other, and everybody kicked out of everybody's finisher. Kind of makes the finishers look kind of useless to me. Um, and that's a shame because these teams have uh, great chemistry together. And they were doing uh, – they were putting on a, a decent match, all things considered. Um, and then the Bludgeon Brothers came out and just killed everybody. Um Love Luke Harper, love Eric Rowan, love the gimmick they've got, which is a uh, main roster version of War Machine. It's like if War Machine and the Berserker had a baby, basically. If John <laughs> Lord and, and Ray Rowe hooked up, that's what this is what this gimmick looks like. And um, I don't like them packing around the hammers. I think it looks hokey. Um, that's just me. But... Um, yeah, I love the Bludgeon Brothers, and I, and I like that they're going to give these teams a chance to showcase at Mania, hopefully not on the pre-show. That's all I'll say. All right. Tom, go. Two minutes. Go. I don't watch uh, Game of Thrones, but supposedly that's what it's about with the Bludgeon Brothers. Um, I hate uh, watching Usos in New Day. Uh, I respect them. I love that they've been around and took their knocks. I am, uh, But if they... Five of them got released tomorrow. They would not draw a dime anywhere else. Yet, if Luke Harper did, he would main event, Ring of Honor, New Japan, all that bullshit. So think about that. But anyway, um, yeah, I I mean, they deserve their spots, taking their bumps, doing good matches. They don't do anything for me at all, any of them. But... You know, if legit Woods took that bump of a power bomb on the fucking very hard, very heavy steps, which are often taken for granted, and he looked like he was having a seizure, and they never showed the bump again, they they showed him in the air. So that kind of scared me to, uh, it was a shoot. Like that he might have been hurt. So uh, I hope that that's not the case. He's better than I ever was, and I I love and respect any professional wrestler. So get well, Xavier Woods, if if you're really hurt. And if you're not, you did a great job of selling. That's my review. All right. uh, Next match was... Moving uh, on, Nate. Next. Women's title match, Ruby Riot versus Charlotte. I'll be quick. Um, Ruby Riot, uh, she's uh, she's got potential. She's got to work on it. Uh, Charlotte's fantastic. Uh, the Riot Squad, I got love for Sarah Logan. Uh, she's uh, I've hung out with her before. <clears throat> You've got I love for Sarah, Sarah Logan. Love, love for her. She's oh, she's right. a friend. Um, I hung out with her before. Um, really nice girl. Um, didn't care for the whole, okay, we're going to do this one-on-one. Oh, everybody's teammates show up. Oh, everybody's teammates get thrown out. Kind of silly and pointless to me. Um, it's whatever. Match was, match was okay. Charlotte had better. Uh, to me, the whole match was used just to set up Charlotte versus Oscar, which I think will be good. I'm looking forward to that one. Go ahead, T.R. Uh, I don't feel the same way. Um, 
Mark Madden, who's a friend of mine for a long fucking time, deemed Charlotte the best female wrestler in the world, and I think he said ever. And he's tight with Ric Flair. He wrote his book, and Ric Flair almost died, and that was when he said it. Um, Meltzer may have even, somebody with my respect said it. Charlotte is not a good baby face. As a heel, she had a great interview, and she had great moves because as a heel, it's different. You need, uh, you need to cut off the heat and just, you know, you know what I'm saying. Um, oh, as a baby face, as a baby face, you need offense. So Sasha Banks is heads above the whole fucking roster as a worker, besides maybe Bailey's close to her. Oscar kicks everybody in the head, and she can't do that. Kenta came over and can't, couldn't do that. At least Nakamura is trying to learn American style where you don't kill everybody. The art is to not hurt people. But anyway, Ruby Riot reminds me of this chick Amanda that I used to, di- used to date. And she's a fake fucking goth chick. And I, 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 I didn't want to put this on Twitter because I don't want to be a dick. But I'm saying it. Um, she's a, you know, completely fake goth chick. She had like bouffant hair like a year and a half ago or something. And fucking no weird lipstick or half the tattoos. She found a way to do this fucking thing. God bless her for fucking sneaking in the back door. But she's totally a fraud. She's not a good worker. Um, Logan is uh, interesting. Liv Morgan's going to be the breakout star of that. It's awful. Charlotte proved that she can't work with an inferior worker tonight. It was a bad match. If Sasha worked Ruby Riot, it would have been a good match. Enough said. All right, moving on, Nate. We got four minutes left last for the match. final match. Last, last match. I'll be quick. Main event: um, Six Pack Challenge. Um, okay, I'll, I'll go through this. Five of these guys are amazing. Are great workers. All of them have interesting characters, interesting stories, and can do anything in the ring. One of these guys is Baron Corbin, who is hot garbage. <laughs> and uh, AJ Styles, love him, best worker in the world today. Done. Go ahead. I knew he was going to say that about Baron Corbin, and, uh, you know, I, I usually don't agree, but, like, lately I've been thinking, like, what is this guy doing working in the wrestling business? Because... You know, his gimmick I liked in the beginning, he doesn't care about indie guys. He's a football player. He's a jiu-jitsu, a, a, a golden gloves guy. Fuck the fans. I kind of like that snuff. But it's starting to resonate where, I mean, he's got that spin move and that his finisher and stuff like that, and he slides out the ring. But otherwise, he's really garbage, as Nate would say. And... I'm starting to lean. I'm starting to lean towards Nate's feeling there. Um, if they pull him out of that match and have the other five, Jesus Christ, could you imagine what a great match they could have? Shane was involved. Shane is jacked up like the like Stephanie, Triple H, and Vince. So 
so. I wish the family would lend me something to make me look good. Shane looks bigger than everybody, so there's got to be a match. I'm hoping it's a secret Daniel Bryan reveal. I don't know what the plans are, but if Stephanie's got that big profile match, Shane has to have some too. And my hopeful guess is Shane and Daniel against Zane and Kevin because I like those two guys too, and they'll get a big payoff. But, I mean, I don't know because Daniel's hurt or whatever. But back to the match, um, I think the best match on the card was Rude. And Orton, I thought they had awesome spots in this match, and it could have been great, but it wasn't quite there. So it was like Um, if Meltzer, if I did Meltzer ratings, I would do uh, four stars for the main event and four and a quarter for Orton and Rude. I'll say this. uh, I counted Baron Corbin's moves at a house show one time. Um he did in a triple threat match he did six moves six he's Kevin Nash no at least Kevin Nash has some fucking personality and can cut a promo doesn't he have a Corbin was no, always the joke he's got five, five moves set something like that five yeah, moves well, at, least, at least Nash has yeah, a hair like Corbin doesn't have that Corbin, if Corbin, <laughs> Corbin wrestles on a t-shirt, Corbin wrestles on a t-shirt because his chest and stomach, the way his belly button is made, he looks like a smiley face from Walmart. If you ever go to Walmart, they give you the smiley face sticker. He's a pile of shit. He needs to cut his hair because he's got a receding hairline. Mm-hmm. It's awful. West Virginia rat coming. Yeah, yeah, fuck him. Uh, I've got a there receding go. hairline. You know what I did, Corbin? You dumb fuck, I shaved it. He has the nerve to call fans marks because they call him out on his bullshit because he's only in wrestling to make money. And if he was about six, if he was six one, they'd be uh, making scones down at the local coffee shop and spinning the newest record of the know. band nobody's ever heard. Fuck him. Yeah, let's end it on that. On that, fuck him, uh, boys. Uh, when are we going to be on tomorrow? That's your um, show, Timmy. You tell us. No, no, my my show will be on uh, White Man Can't Score. Will be on at uh, twelve o'clock Mountain, two o'clock Eastern. But there was talk here about uh, doing a uh, more on uh, the sixty-four. Yeah. So I think I think we should finish the tournament brackets tomorrow in the uh, evening. Say um, probably while Raw is on. Is everybody okay with that? Maybe around eight or nine. Um, you guys Eastern? tell me. I'm anything after. By the time you guys are talking nighttime, I'm fine. So, you tell me you when did, you, you can be free. And... This is really professional talking about times of the show on air. Well, it's, anyway, it's a Sunday night roundtable. We can talk about whatever the fuck we want. Right. Minimal editing. Minimal editing. Yeah, this is none. supposed to be. This is the goof off show. So, ten seconds. Um, we'll be back. Go, go Mojo. Fuck Mojo. That's it. You heard it here first. Wide men can't jump.